Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. Today, we're going to talk about attention-seeking behaviors in cats, of course. Before we jump into this topic, because we don't want to talk about Dewey's attention-seeking behaviors. (laughs) Welcome, my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, everyone. Hello to all you cat fans in the big cat world. Hello to my beautiful wife and the host of this show who does so much to put these things together. I'm so proud of that. But this is really unique because, you know, I just have never thought about that. How would you describe an attention-seeking behavior, Molly? Well, as I've said often, cats are really observant. They watch and they know, like, cause and effect, right? They know if I do this, that happens. And so they pay really close attention to that. And what we call an attention-seeking behavior is something that your cat does that you find annoying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can imagine that list could be very long. (laughs) Can you give us some examples of what types of behavior are out there? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to read you some things from initial consult forms that I get um, from clients because in almost every case that I deal with, I consider, is that cat doing that because it's looking for attention? Now, not litter box issues. That's probably the one behavior that this doesn't apply to, but almost all of the other nuisance behaviors Somewhere in there could very possibly be attention seeking. So let me let me give you an idea. And and so it's usually along this line. It's usually excessive meowing or knocking things off. Um, sometimes even aggression to other cats. Um, I have this case now where a lady has three Bengals and she's trying to introduce one, the latest cat, to the other two resident cats. And she tells me that every time they're in the supervised visit stage, every time she turns her back, the cat will attack the other cat. Won't do it while she's looking. And so I wonder, you know, is is this attention-seeking? So, of course, told her, don't turn your back. If it's a supervised visit, keep supervising but also be mindful that that cat's watching you not look and then does it so that you'll look and pay attention to them. You'll see cats, you know, doing this, like taking over sleeping areas and toys. A lot of people get worried about that. They go, well, stop pushing Fluffy out of her favorite bed. (laughs) But it goes to do it because guess what? You pay attention to him when he does it. You know, it can also be like just expressing a lot of pent up energy, like like the meowing. What I hear, I can go through so many 
consult forms where people write, he's just always looking for attention, which is interesting to me because we don't have a cat and I don't think I've ever had a cat that was constantly looking for attention. So let me just read you some examples. This one is one of my favorites because this cat, man, he has got her buttons to push down. So this is from Julia. She says, it feels like he's always looking for attention at any price. It seems that he thinks everything is a game to him. Meaning when we put him down from the kitchen counter, he jumps right back up. When we try to spray him with water to stop it, he always comes back after he ran away with sounds as if he's playing and fooling around. He tries to get food and asks for food that's not for him. He's moving and dropping anything with whatever his paws find. And most of the time when I'm there, he plays with electric cables. He goes anywhere I go like a magnet and he plays at the place where I'm at, like trying to work at my desk. He's destroying plants, scratches at closed doors when we're trying to get some alone time. He's always trying to sleep between us and with us on the bed. And when awaking us the same way in the mornings, it feels like he always wants to be the center of attention. Some of the things I've mentioned, not all of them are bad, like sleeping with us. But at some point, it feels like he's controlling us more than we do him. I can't do much at home without being distracted by him. I get him out to the balcony and get some peace and quiet. Same thing when he sleeps. So, yeah, I'd say (laughs) this is a cat that has got her attention and uh, will absolutely try anything to get her attention. Here's another one from Donna. She says he constantly this. She's talking about his actions to her other cat. He constantly gets on her and she is very vocal. I know he just wants my attention. All hours of the of the night, this goes on in our bedroom. If the door gets shut, he bangs against it and jumps at it. I'm at a loss and don't know what to do anymore. And here's another one from Sarah. And these are all examples of attention-seeking behavior. Sarah says, Bo is now screaming and body's crying and body slamming the door relentlessly for hours at night, usually starting between 2 and 4 a.m. And it goes on till about 8. I ignore the behavior. I put out cans of scat and sleep with earplugs, but he doesn't care. He's taken a chunk out of my bedroom door, ripped up the carpet on the threshold, and no longer responds or cares to the scat cans. I truly ignore his behavior in the middle of the night. I sleep with a sound machine and earplugs, but he's incredibly loud. I had a routine that worked for a while, but he stopped responding to it. I still do the following without it helping. I feed him five times a day, 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 6 p.m., 11 p.m., and 3.30 a.m. I feed him canned food, which he loves. I don't allow him in my bedroom as I'm a light sleeper, and he likes to claw my furniture and knock over lamps to wake me. I've set up three to four scat cans at the entrance of my room. He no longer cares. I purchased that plastic spiky mat and he loved it. So I sent that back. And as a side note, he also loves aluminum foil. (laughs) I also purchased the mat that makes that super high pitched sound, but he just sat on it and was totally unresponsive. 
He has a large vertical scratching tree and a five-foot cat tower tree. And here's one more. This is from Carly. She says her cat, Henry, meows excessively, sometimes on and off all day. But the main times I notice it happening are when I'm on the phone, when music is playing, or I'm talking to someone in person, like if I have a friend over. I feel like he needs my constant attention. So if my attention is elsewhere, he acts out. He will also start pawing at my arms and legs if I'm not giving him attention. And he'll sometimes bite me, but not really in an aggressive way, just to get my attention. So those are some examples of things I've gotten even relatively recently from people asking for help, clearly, about these behaviors their cats are doing. Wow, those were great stories. And I really appreciate people sending that in because this really gives us a challenge to go for and talk about and and dive into. Well, do you really think that they do it because they genuinely crave attention? Well, you know, in people, you, you, I, th- I find one way is to talk about this is to look, you know, at, at the disorder in a human and what does that mean? So attention-seeking behavior from people is an attempt to get approval from others, trying to be the center of attention. In cats, I find it's a little more straightforward. They're just trying to get you to pay attention to them. Now, of course, every cat's an individual. Like I said, Pico, you know, is not really attention-seeking. Sometimes he is, but some cats need more attention than others. And some are after you to do something specific or to simply stop doing whatever it is you're doing and shift your attention to them. You know, that kind of sounds like um, this recent experience that we've had with, with these little dogs in our friend's place. Have a little dog that starts barking and then runs straight to the door, like, "Hey, I want your attention, and I want you to go open this door for me." Yeah. Sit down outside. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a dog versus a cat. I get it, but you know, this, this, that, that is as clear a message. I guess we don't ever think about cats really wanting to do have us do something particularly. Sounds like they're needing approval from others. Sounding that that sounds a lot like insecurity. Uh, so, do cats have insecurities, and could that be driving the annoying, attention-seeking behaviors? Well, I I don't I don't know that it's an insecurity. You know, we did a podcast. Um, I actually interviewed a lady that was a psychiatrist, and she uh, specialized in attachment systems, and what she described was when a, when a person or, or a cat, think about this with your cats, have gone through an abusive or traumatic or abandonment issues, that you'll react in relationships differently. You'll, you'll adapt an attachment system that is either um, like avoidance, like you say, I'm not going to get close to that person because... I know I'm just going to lose that person, so I'm not going to get close to them in the first place. So you avoid or you hoard, which means I'm going to I'm going to hold this really, really close. I can't let it go because, you know, I I need it. I need it. I need all of it I can get because I'm afraid it's not going to be there. And so in cats, yes, I think that, you know, if they have experienced especially some very early 
life, like during that three to seven week developmental stage trauma or abandonment or abuse, that they could develop an attachment system that seeks out more from us than, um, you know, than other cats that are a little more stable and have had a more well-rounded and less traumatic upbringing. So what do you really think is um, the driving force behind it all? Well, I think that the, the number one driving force seems to be hunger. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's valid, of, of course. Cats, we don't typically feed them correctly. Most people feed their cats twice a day, um, you know, like dogs and dogs and people, it's fine to eat twice a day, but cats really need to eat more frequently. In the wild, they'll eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. So if we feel like this attention-seeking behavior, especially the excessive meowing in the middle of the night and early wake-up calls, that's one of the ways to stop that is prove, improve the nutrition and increase the feeding times. That, that does typically um, correct that. A lot of times they're just bored and they want to get your attention because they want someone to play with them. You know, they're looking for a prey play session or looking for, you know, you to do something interactively with them. You know, pent up energy is, is also valid because in the wild cats will spend six hours a day hunting. So when we keep them indoors, there's a lot of pent up energy that they just naturally have. And so, again, they're trying to get your attention to pray play with them. You know, make sure that a cat's got lots of climbing options. That's another thing that will help because, you know, instead of coming over and knocking something off the counter, maybe they'll go race up their really tall cat tree or race up the steps onto their, their little shelving system that surrounds the room. But attention seeking is mostly about wanting you to acknowledge that they're there, you know, and if you think about it, when we own pets, they do tend to become invisible to us. You know, you just, you, after the new puppy or new kitten stage, you tend to not even look at them when you go in a room, you just go about your, your life, you know, and you, you don't acknowledge them. And, you know, we tend to only want them to engage with us when we want them to. And so one of the ways to help that, and, and I guess in a way that can be insecurity, but one of the ways that we can deal with that is every time you enter a room when your cat is there, look your cat in the eye, say his name, hi, Fico, reassure him, go, you look like you're having fun taking a little cat nap. And then, you know, carve out times during the day that are especially for them. And if you do that and you carve out, let's say, prey play time, do it before a meal because that's naturally when that hunting sequence would happen, of course. And, and if you do it, do it routinely so that it happens at the same time and then they know when to expect it. So they might put off some of the attention-seeking behaviors because they know that a prey play session is going to be coming up at two 30, you know? So, you know, I have to think we did a podcast, I think just recently on this where a lady took a bunch of baby crickets and gave them to her cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and the cat just went crazy. They're all over the place. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe they insert cricket time for, for <laughs> attention seeking and, 
put a whole bunch of baby crickets in a confined area and watch your cat go crazy. <laughs> they'll, they'll then be wore out by that. You know, so, but I have to ask, this is the $64,000 question. What can you do to stop all this? Does, does giving it, uh, giving into it even help? No, that's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to respond to attention-seeking behaviors at all because that's just positively reinforcing them. One of the first things I ask people when they tell me, you know, my cat is meowing all the time. I go, well, what do you do when it meows at you? And oftentimes they'll say, well, I ask him, what do you want? So you, and what they really mean to say is I stop doing what I'm doing and I turn around and I look at the cat. I make eye contact with the cat and then I talk to him. Well, that's positive reinforcement. And so if you keep doing that, then he's going to keep doing that behavior because they are master manipulators. They pay very close attention to cause and effect. And they go, okay, if I meow, 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 and she looks at me, <coughs> looks at me and starts talking to me, then I'm going to just meow, meow, meow more. Same thing with the counter surfing. That's a really good one. Cats get up on the counters. What do you do? You go over there, you pick them up, and then you put them down. Cat goes, I know how to get picked up. I'm just going to go get on the counters. Even when you're scolding them. If you're yelling at them, it's still talking to them. So it's very, very important to ignore the behavior. Now, you got to figure out what's causing it and, and figure out how to satisfy what it is that that cat is trying to express that it thinks it needs. And then you've also got to instill deterrence. So you have to, with a cat, you have to say, don't do that, do this, Right. So it's very important, you know, that you, that you don't respond to it. You've got to ignore it. Just like, you know, when uh, Tabasco was doing the middle of the night crazy things and we started implementing the food timer at 3 a.m. because that was hunger driven. But he knew that if he pulled my hair out with his teeth, that I was going to wake up enough to realize I had to pee. And then when I got up to go pee and he's standing right there staring at me and I'm thinking, I just want to go back and sleep a couple more hours. I go and give him some treats because it'll keep him occupied. Well, he's figured that out. I know how to get her to get up and give me treats. I just pull her hair out. So by paying attention to that behavior, I was reinforcing it. Well, is there anything else you can share with our listeners that will help them deal with this situation? Yeah, I mean, just remember, again, when you train cats, you can't tell a cat no. You have to show it what you want it to do instead. So think about it that way. I don't want you getting up on my counters, but let's compromise. And it would be a, a okay if I put in a cat tree or a chair pulled up next to the counter and you can be on that instead. And remember that punishment equals attention. You know, anytime I'm looking, clapping, yelling, talking, that's, they won. They, they have won at that point. They got your attention, you know, and, and, and cats are masters at finding those things you can't ignore. They'll find the most expensive items in the house to knock off the shelves, 
They know Pico does this. They know that scratching the sofa will get your attention. Now, he doesn't scratch the sofa at our house, but if we're visiting other people, he knows that all he has to do is go lay a paw on that sofa and act like he's scratching it. And I will come running over there to make him stop because I don't want him, you know, to scratch up other people's furniture, of course, you know, when they jump up to get your food, same kind of thing. What do you do? You pick them up and you put them off the table. They, they just, they're absolute masters at pushing your buttons. That That's the bottom line. And, and I know a lot of you listening are relating to this and go, oh my gosh, my cat does this, that, and the other to get my attention. And you're realizing that um, they're really playing you and they're, they're working you and they've got you figured out because they know exactly how to make you get up and, uh, and come to them. So ignoring it is the best thing and showing the cat what you want it to do instead. Wow. Another great podcast. My love, I tell you, you're just amazing at trying to figure these things out and you do get them figured out and uh, you do come up with some really great things for people to think about and potential resources and good communication. And I would like to ask all of you, uh, I'd like to invite you, our listeners, to help support the work that Molly does. She provides this podcast and other resources for free. She works many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents. She does anything she can do to keep cats out of the shelters. So if you also care about your cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Super easy. Just go to the store, catbehaviorsolutions.com. Scroll down past the products to the bottom, and voila, there you go. Donation amounts you can add to your card, and then you can check out. Nope, don't check out. He always says that. <laughs> don't check out yet. <laughs> Pick up some toys while you're there for your cat. Find them some things to keep them busy so they won't try to seek your attention. We've got all kinds of, uh, of toys, which are good for that. Food puzzles are really good for that. All kinds of things. So pick something up for your cat. Spoil them because they deserve it. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Check out the blog at catbehaviorsolutions.org. And um, remember, this is an all-volunteer-based company. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. We do this podcast and work for cats with no compensation and all so that you can take better care of your cat and hopefully increase the bond between the two of you or the eight of you or however many cats you have. <laughs> and, and we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia is the, the number, number one cause of death in cats. cats. Until next time, everybody, have fun, keep calm, and purr on. Good, uh, goodbye, everybody out there in a big cat world. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com.
Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 